Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. First, stop with the stupidity. Look, Pat McAfee, he's a friend of mine. I mean, I like Pat. Pat's great, dude. Uh, I don't need Pat. Pat doesn't need me, you know, that kind of thing. And we've gone back and forth on things. But can we stop with the stupidity of ESPN is going to change Pat McAfee? At its core, Pat McAfee's show is smart. It's fun. It's informative. At its outlier, it's raunchy. That's the outlier. That's not the show. So, all right, our friend and former colleague, Paul Kuharski, put this tweet out this morning. And I want to address this because I got a lot of respect for Paul. Go ahead and, uh, and show what they got. This shirt looks terrible. I look like an old man. ESPN will change Pat McAfee. It's just what happens. Can't blame him for taking the payday while people are about to get fired. Now, that's the media thing in Paul. While people are about to get fired, that doesn't affect Pat McAfee. That's not why Pat McAfee went to ESPN. Pat McAfee went to ESPN, and sure, he got a ton of grain, but let's be honest, if you're going to do a sports show in the morning, other than being on OutKick, you want to be on ESPN. I mean, let's be honest. You make you become a superstar. You know, Stephen A. Smith, who went from being fired on Fox Radio or whatever radio he got fired from, is now talking about running for political office. And it's not Pat's fault that people are being laid off. ESPN should pay for top-tier talent. And ESPN will always kiss the backside of top-tier talent. You've seen it forever with Billis. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen it. You've seen it forever with every guy. They will kiss the backside of top-tier talent. And he believes things won't change. But give it time, it will change. See, I disagree with that part in Paul. I was there 10 years. I know all the particulars. When you are top-tier talent, like uh, Bayless was, like uh, Smith is, like Greenberg, they don't change it. They don't change it. You know, people respond, well, the first time he's got to give an apology. Well, okay, big deal. Who cares? But that's not what McAfee's show is. McAfee's show is smart, it's informative, and it is entertaining and fun. It's not raunchy. I mean, sure, he drops F-bombs on YouTube, but what big deal? Okay, don't drop an F-bomb. Fine. I mean, seriously. Well, I mean, I, I get a kick out of it. So many people, I've seen this forever. Look, when he went to game day, he energized the entire thing. I've said this before. I'll say this again. You look at the game they set and who's interesting. Herbie, you know, they try to make him out to be a coach. Never been a coach. Okay, his dad was a coach, but that's not being a coach. Urban Meyer's segment on coaching crushes anything done on game day. The energy of game day is great. The anticipation, uh, Reese Davis is fantastic. Uh, Desmond Howard showed himself to be a bit of a racist. Pollock adds nothing. The coach, I love him, but come on. Herbie, I mean, and the, the ladies that are on there, there's nothing there. They do interesting segments with Wojahout and Wojnarowski, Woj, whatever his name is, but there's nothing there. And then McAfee came and he made it fresh. He didn't hurt it. So that's what's going to happen here with Pat McAfee. Don't at me about it. That's what's going to happen. Charles Barkley. 
So the other day, J.J. Redick is on one of those shows, and he started talking about, well, we're coming after John Morant because of guns. The governor of Texas is responsible for deaths and, you know, another former player. Like, you got to understand about J.J. Redick, this is true. J.J. Redick was such a mess and such a, spe- uh, such a guy that Krzyzewski told me he and his daughters, who are psychology majors or, you know, whatever, I, uh, you know, guys always uh, amplify their kids. But he said that J.J. Reddick's day had to be scripted. Wake up at 7, 7.02, brush your teeth, 7.04, take a shower, 7.08, wash your hair, blah, 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 blah. So this genius is telling us on policy, and I like J.J. Reddick, he's interesting. But the truth of the matter is, uh, what John Morant did has nothing to do with the governor of Texas, has nothing to do with uh, whether or not he broke a law. It has to do with you are part of a, a billion-dollar industry, and there are standards in that industry. Now, I don't give a damn. Hey, look, Pat McAfee will have a problem if he's on a video waving a gun around. I would have a problem if I'm on a video waving a gun around. Here was Charles Barkley's reaction, and I love the first part because he's always, he says he doesn't watch. He says he goes to movies by himself and doesn't watch anything. He's full of crap. Here's Sir Charles's response to J.J. Reddick. Well, first of all, I, I got to say something, man. We got some idiots, some fools, some jackasses on television that really just piss me off talking about Josh should make a stand saying he didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything wrong. We're in a state where you can carry your gun. Those guys are just, they're just freaking idiots. And I only said freaking because y'all won't let me say what I want to say. It's we just don't pay for it. It, it, it. it pisses me off when I hear guys say that. Yo, man, when you're making $100 million a year to play sports, your life changes. There are certain rules and regulations you have to live by, plain and simple. You can't do stupid stuff. That's the trade-off. Now, if you want to do all that stuff and give all that money back, more power to you. You can make that stance. You know what? I want to do what I want to do. I want to flash my gun and make videos and do things. Okay, that's fine. But you can't make money on the NBA doing this stuff. He's exactly right. I mean, you're a part of an industry. You're going to make all this money. You're going to be the face. You're going to be an example. NBA players always tell me, I'm a man. Every athlete always tells me, I'm a man. I'm a grown-ass man. Well, uh, then act like it. You're getting paid like a grown-ass man. You're getting paid, actually, like a high-end CEO, and you're in a billion-dollar industry. And there are certain standards of that industry. Hell, even, I don't know, Ray Rice never played again after it was shown him dragging his girlfriend or wife, whatever, out of an elevator, beating the hell out of her. I mean, what are we doing? You got to have certain standards. And when you have been warned, hell, this goes back to grade school. When you have been warned by the principal not to do something and then you go out and do it again, man, you didn't break any laws. Yeah, but you know what? You violated what the league or what the school or what the business or what the culture of the industry is all about. And it's plain and simple, is it not? So I love the fact that Barkley stands up. I love the fact that Barkley isn't afraid to call out people. I don't want him calling me out because, hell, you know what? Barkley's usually right, which means that I would be wrong. Seriously. I mean, Barkley is normally 100% right. Uh, He is. And I don't want him coming at me uh, because I would probably be wrong. But he's absolutely right. I mean, you know, I get it. 
We all get it. You, you got, I don't think this is pandering by Reddick, though. I think when the Indy star, I'm going to get my daily shot at the Indy star. When the Indy star, uh, Greg Doyle writes something, it's totally pandering. When Joe Biden says something at a historically black college, I think it's totally pandering. I do. I think it's a white guy pandering because that's all they got. But I don't think J.J. Reddick is one of those guys. I think J.J. Reddick is a guy that has his own thoughts. And J.J. Reddick is a guy that is very calm in expressing those thoughts, except he did get all fired up about this. So good for him. Everybody can get fired up. Everybody can get mad. Everybody can say, hey, look, I don't know what any of these are, and I don't want to know. If I'm going to make an apology, I'm going to make an apology. You know, many years ago, Pat McAfee allegedly uh, got drunk, jumped into the river. He got arrested here in Indianapolis. It was the best apology I've ever heard from an athlete. It was real. It was contrite. It was interesting. I remember saying it at the time. That's the best apology I've ever heard. Apparently now you can go online and somebody will write your apology. Apparently now you can go online. Hey, uh, bu- 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 bu. Let's show the apology by John Morant. Morant's apology is unbelievable. I know I've disappointed a lot of people who supported me. This is a journey. I recognize there's more words to do. Might have always been, but I take full accountability. I'm committed to continue to work on myself. This idiot couldn't even come up with his own apology. He couldn't even come up with his own sentences. Couldn't even do it. I go back to McAfee. McAfee, I don't know what year it was. Whenever he got drafted, he was a rookie. Whenever it was, McAfee gave the best apology. This is idiotic. This dude is like a kid that plagiarizes or goes to the test file at the fraternity house and finds the right test, and the professor writes the same test as a few years ago. This is unbelievable. Can we show it again? I mean, look how it's exactly the same thing. It is. I deeply know. I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey. I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. Now, let's go back to Morant. Does he deeply know I've disappointed? I know. Oh, he took out the deeply. He took out the deeply. Well, see, that's what we do. We can't make it verbatim. I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey. Okay. All right, journey man. <laughs> man, this dude and his parents are awful. Well, man, you can't say I just said it. They are awful. They are horrendous. They are ridiculous, these people. All right. Uh, This is a personal aside. I didn't clear this with committee, but Caleb Love couldn't get into Michigan. Caleb Love went to North Carolina, and if you get on your phone and you do the rankings of colleges, North Carolina is considered a pretty good college. It's considered a really good college. Like, U.S. News and World Report, top 20 public institutions. The dude has been there. He couldn't get into Michigan. What have I told you Sparty fans about Michigan? I said it years ago. Izzo went nuts. The world went nuts. But I told you. I told you, Michigan State fans and alumni, 
You only went to Michigan State because you couldn't get into Michigan. And don't bring Indiana into it because no gel Eastern, ladies and gentlemen, played basketball for three and a half years or three years at Purdue. His mommy got mad. His mommy got on social media and the dude transferred to Michigan. Guess what? A kid that was three years at Purdue couldn't get into Michigan. That's right. Don't at me, people. Indiana is the Harvard of the Midwest, or Harvard is the Indiana of the East. Michigan State uh, alumni and students, you only go to Michigan State because, well, frankly, you couldn't get into Michigan. We know that. North Carolina, we've always known, and and it's been proven that you guys do participate in academic fraud. Now, I don't think what North Carolina did back in the day was academic fraud. I think it was just simply, hey, look, this class is offered. What are you going to do? But Indiana continues to be a beacon, that's my point here, of education, even though if you drive down the street, if you drive down Kirkwood, you stop your car, you're in college in Indiana, some provost walks out and says, hey, what degree do you want? Hey, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Look, at the end of the day, uh, a guy from North Carolina and a guy from Purdue that have been at both places a couple, three years couldn't get into Michigan. And you think any of those little frat boys or criminals at Michigan State could get into Michigan? Stop it, stupid. None of them. None of them. Go green all day. You know who runs the rivalry. No, I'm not talking about sports. I'm talking about academics here. Look, it isn't my fault Indiana was too stupid in 08. It ain't my fault they're too dumb. I'm talking about academics here. I don't care if Izzo. I'm talking about real world stuff. Like, let's be honest. You go to Indiana, you're set for life. You go to Michigan State, you hope a Michigan guy hires you. I mean, that's the world we live in. Are you kidding me? Write something that Dan Dockett should do on the show. Hits 100 likes today. If the show hits 100 likes today, I suggest Dan Dockett takes a moment to express. What? I think I do that every day. What? What? I do this every day. What are you talking about? Huh? Smash that damn like button every day. In fact, uh, Sean Black checks in the mail, baby. 250 bones. I want to be a Grand Slam sponsor of your golf tournament. Uh, Check is in the mail, El Presidente. Yeah. Yeah. I like Izzo too, but don't at me, people. Do not at me. Chat GPT. (laughs) Is that Chat GPD? (laughs) See that? See that? Yeah. That's how we roll around here. If we don't understand it, we go to chat GPD. Hey, speaking of Sparty, uh, the 22-year-old we've talked about, this is John Ho, who was tragically shot and paralyzed. Listen to this. This dude I love. We got to get John Ho on the show so we can uh, tease him. (laughs) Right? Because he seems like a great dude. Look, I'm a big Michigan State fan. Don't even try it. I'm a big Izzo fan. If you can't tease people, if you can't tease Purdue, if you can't tease Michigan State or Michigan, then stop it. John's dream is to build uh, an empire, work in sports. His roommate, Arjun, and Greg Clifton 
uh, worked to build a network of industry leaders. He has a binder full of 350 connections and counting. See how I segued the Michigan State stuff into a good story? Here we go. Let's see a little bit on our friend John Ho. Hi, everyone. So this is John Howe. Just want to take a moment How? to say thank you for all the sports management community to support. Your support are amazing and inspiring. I already printed out here and read all of the information and the message you gave me. Oh, that's really strong words and keeping me strong, keeping me, keeping me to continue to do my rehab and I'll keep in touch uh, in a few more days when I, when I get much more stronger. Thank you so much for your support and your help. Thank you. Yeah, now that's a dude right there. Seriously, you imagine sending your child to college and he ends up getting shot on campus. That's horrible. We are big fans of John Ho, and he's the reason we actually don't mind James Harden because James Harden did a nice thing. John Ho was a fan, is a fan of James Harden, and Harden invited John Howe, excuse me, uh, to a game on the court, shook hand, did all the stuff that guys do. That's pretty cool. By the way, speaking of Harden, the word on the street is he's getting ready to decline. Wait for it. 35.5 million dollars. That's his option with the Philadelphia 76ers. It's unbelievable, really. No, it is. 35. Can you imagine? I always say this. Can you imagine saying no to 35.5 million dollars? Like seriously, can you imagine? Nah, I'm good. Nah, I, I, I'm going to go out and get something better. Huh? What? Say, huh? No. No, 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 no. So James Harden, we salute you. John Howe, we absolutely salute you. And if there's anything our little show can do to make dreams come true, we absolutely, positively want to do that, period. Period. Charlie Arnold is supposed to join us any moment. Uh, we, you know, you know, Riley Gaines is going to join us. She just got done testifying in front of Congress. I got to tell you, the world is nuts. Like, I don't get it. Today, Mike Freeman, the dumbest of all writers for USA Today, said, go woke, get broke has always been a lie because the ratings in the NBA are up. Well, let me explain that to you. The ratings are up because we don't have to sit there and look at LeBron James with two pages into a Malcolm X book that he never read tell us about the world we live in. We don't have all kind of stuff. We get basketball. We get really good basketball. And I know that offends white people when I say that, but you know what? So what? White people, you get offended by everything, trying so damn hard to be something. Look, at the end of the day, when I sit down, it's like Jason Whitlock said, can we just have a basketball game? I don't have all the messages on the court. I don't see a thousand different commercials. I don't. We're seeing unbelievable basketball by the best players in the history of the game on both teams right now. And it's fascinating theater and the woke stuff got out of it. And next thing you know, we're watching good hoops. But it's not totally out. Charlie Arnold is going to have one of the great shows in the history of the world coming up at the end of the summer before football season 
on this very network. But I got to get into this, Charlie. What in the hell is Adidas doing modeling men, I don't know, with, pa- with their package swimsuits? What are we doing here? Yeah, well, it was really funny because the first thing that you see is the chest hair in the advertisement. It's, it's not even like a focus on the bathing suit or the product or the apparel. It's a focus on the fact that it is a man wearing the bathing suit. Adidas is purposely going out of their way to shame all of the people who have any type of a problem with women not being used for women's products. It's, it's very clear what's going on here. All of these companies are following suit, even though they have seen the downfall of you know places like Bud or you know brands like Bud Light who have gone woke because the people that have a problem with it for the most part, I mean, there was the boycott of Bud Light, which we have seen actually make some waves uh, in their sales. But for the most part, a lot of people aren't speaking out against these brands because they're too scared to speak out against these brands. And the only people that are really creating all of the buzz uh, as far as encouraging places like Adidas to do these type of things are the woke crowd because Adidas knows that they're going to probably feel it just as much from those who are pushing brands to do ridiculous things like these. So I don't know. It's like brands are almost caught between a rock and a hard place uh, because they're like, oh, well, all the other brands are doing it. Nike has gone woke. Uh, so if we don't show our support to the trans gender community, we're going to be seen as being the bigots. Uh, and I feel like that's the the train everyone has gotten on. And I don't know when everyone's going to get off, but it's not going to happen until more people start speaking up. Like the people that started boycotting Bud Light are the same people that need to start boycotting Adidas. But then again, the um, consumer base for Bud Light versus Adidas is very different. So, you know, you live in the world of cool people. I live in the world (laughs) of dorky old people. I wish. So is it is it cool? Is it cool to be trans? Is it cool? Is it hip? Is it mod to do this? Is 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 that why it's being done? Because it's the cool hip thing, New York thing yeah. to do? Yeah. Okay, so I do live in New York, and I'll say things are, I don't think New York City is representative. You know, it's like the coastal cities, LA and New York City, are not representative of what's going on in the rest of the country. Uh, but here in New York, yes, it is, I would say very uncommon to walk down the street and not see someone who is transgender or very obviously gay or, you know, just, it's very common. We'll just put it that way. And again, I have no problem with people choosing to live their lives a certain way. It doesn't bother me. Whoever I pass on the street, good for you. Good for me. We all live our lives. We're happy. Uh, we can coexist peacefully, all good. Uh, the problem here is, is that you have these brands that are bending over backwards to appease one community and then not give a crap about the other. And I just think that I've talked about this before as a woman. I don't understand. There are so many women who are fully capable and beautiful and deserving of modeling Adidas gear, especially a swimsuit. So I don't understand why there's even the need to reach into the man pond to find models for these pieces of apparel. There are plenty of women. What are we doing? I just don't understand. It's just, it's almost, it's almost gotten to the point where it's laughable. It, 
it has gotten to the point where it's laughable because it's so common. You don't even think about it anymore. And it's, it's a very clear trend. Think about when, you know, body positivity started becoming fashionable, you know, the Lizzo's of the world. And we started seeing plus size models in attire that generally was only suited for people that had smaller frames or physiques. And then all of a sudden, all of the brands started jumping on board. Oh, this brand promoted body body positivity and is you know giving a spotlight to people who are overweight and not caring and feeling good in their own skin in our clothes. So then another brand decides they have to do the same thing. That's exactly what's happening here. So I can only wonder what's next. You know, one of the things, uh, and I, I didn't really talk to you or Dylan or anybody about this, but this is starting to drive me crazy. As a father of two grown kids and a stepfather of two grown kids, I, I don't want to hear Joe Biden or that idiot press secretary say that they're all of our kids. They're not just your kids. They're all of our kids. I got two words for that. My ass. I don't want those pet. I, I, was not, I don't want those ridiculous sniffing, awful, grooming people around my children. That's another part of this. They're all our kids. I don't want them around those people, ever. No. <laughs> I, okay, I'm totally with you. I just, we are heading in a direction where parents are losing control over their children though, because there's so many different things that are being promoted without the permission of parents or without parents. Well, here's the thing, Dan, you're, you're one of the few parents that I have heard being very vocal, speaking up about this. There are tons of parents who see this stuff going on and don't say a word about it. So it's going to keep continuing because parents are too shy. They're too scared to speak up about what's happening to their children. So they're actually just doing a disservice to their children and it's going to keep perpetuating and getting even worse. And to the point where their children is no, their children are no longer their children. Um, they don't, they belong to the schools. They belong to the administrators. They belong to, you know, even the doctors that are now saying, Oh, there's no problem with feeling this way. This is totally normal when it's, it's not normal because for so long we weren't seeing all of this happening in such mass amounts. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay here and there. Like there's always been people throughout society who have identified as gay or identified as trans, but now it feels like, and you just alluded to it, it's becoming a trend where you're seeing it happening more and more and more and it's snowballing and it's, it's affecting every little pocket in every city, in every state, in every, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know when it stops, um, but I don't think it has any chance of stopping until parents start speaking out. I mean, even biology lessons have completely changed course where they can't even refer to men and women as men and women. It's now egg producers and sperm producers. So not only are we just mind warping our kids, we're making them absolute idiots because they're not even going to understand biology in its purest essence, I have no idea what we're doing, but I'm really scared for the upcoming generations. And I'm scared for me because, and like you, we can't keep our mouths shut and we shouldn't keep our mouths shut. But at what point, you know, do we stop being labeled as the bigots and all of these hateful names that do not even come close to identifying who we are? Yeah, you know what? You, you, you get used to it. <laughs> you, you get, get used to it, but at what point it. does it stop? <laughs>
Is it? But at what point does it, it stop? Doesn't. Because it, it's so absurd. It doesn't. It, look, I mean, it it it, it stops. Uh, it's not. I mean, maybe maybe it's turning a little bit. I tell you where it's turning, Charlie. It's turning where. Words like you're a racist or you're a bigot have no meaning because they're thrown around so loosely. You know, hey, look, there's real racism in this country. There is. Uh, But the way it gets thrown around so flippantly, it diminishes where there's real racists. I got to ask you before I let you go, Riley Gaines is coming on. She's quickly becoming my hero because, well, she's not afraid. Uh, Your thoughts on her? Well, I had the opportunity to meet Riley when I was in Nashville a few weeks ago, filling in for Hot Mike, and she is such a phenomenal young woman. It is mind-blowing that she's so young, you know, because she's so wise beyond her years and the way she presents herself and she delivers. She's just, in the past year and a half, had to take on so many problems on the world and put them on her back and try to force through the crowds of people who are trying to shut her down. And she's still standing on two feet, holding her head high and doing as great of a job as she's ever done. I mean, day by day, you even see her voice growing. And and I can only hope that people start to listen because I even asked her when I was with her, you know, why isn't the rest of your swim team standing up in this fight with you? Because they had to experience Leah Thomas competing against them as well. And she was like, listen, the thing is, a lot of people are scared. They don't want to have to change the course of their lives like I had. Like, Riley had all the plans laid out for her. She was a great student. She was going to go to dental school. I mean, there's only a few percentage of people that have the ability or the intelligence or the work ethic to go to dental school. Riley was one of those people. Athletes, a lot of times, we find are the smartest people and are able to balance the most things on their plate because they have so much going on and they still manage to succeed. Uh, So I feel for Riley because she has had to put all of her dreams aside and it's not something that she regrets doing. You can tell that this fight means everything to her. So I totally respect it, but her teammates don't want to take that same route. They don't want the same detour that she's had to take. They want to graduate from college or finish college. They want to go on to pursue the professions that they always intended to. They want to be able to raise their families normally without people shouting things at them while they're walking the aisles of the grocery store, while they're out on the sidewalks, while they're in their cars. You know, Riley, for example, held hostage. Uh, We're now hearing her, her testimony at San Diego State University. It's just crazy that things like this are allowed to happen because Riley Gaines is standing up for something that a lot of people believe in and everyone is just too scared to speak out. So Riley is made to look like the bad guy and not even given the proper protection when she needs it against the truly hateful people like the protesters, the transgenders that we saw at San Francisco State University, San Diego State University. I agree. I agree. You know, you can sit there and say, hey, look, I'm really inclusive. But if you don't or I don't agree with you, then I'm going to throw things at you. That doesn't seem inclusive to me. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. It's but it's like the people that are say it. Yeah, it's Go the ahead. people that are that are, it's the people that are accusing and throwing a, around the words bigot the most and racist and transphobe the most that are actually the most hateful people that exist. No question. It's either it's either no their way or no way. Question. Yeah, that is no question about it. I used to love. I forget who would, who did it, but a guy. <laughs> 
like some guy on one of the shows would hold up, go to the convention, the Democratic convention, and hold up a sign for a Republican, and people would fight him, tear it up, do all this stuff, and go to the Democratic, or go to the Republican convention, hold up a sign uh, of a Democratic candidate, and people would be like, oh, hey, how you doing? I always love that. Now, I know things can be edited, but it was really reflective of how the world works. But I will say this. Conservatives, Republicans need to get off their ass and start fighting back. They absolutely do. And I think I think just pointing the fingers at parents right now to start leading the way uh, because our children are at risk here and your children will no longer be your children, as Joe Biden has already explicitly stated He truly believes that. He truly believes that no one's child is their own anymore. And until we start to prove him wrong, then all bets are off. And uh, it's just going to be a really scary place uh, for children to continue to grow up, for new children to continue to be born. And uh, Dan, I'll just let you know when I have kids, ooh, I've got some plans for them. They are going to (laughs) be... They're going to be locked up in the house, hey. not allowed to go anywhere. They will not have access to screens. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not letting them on social media uh, as far as, you know, what I can control until they're at an age where they're understanding enough to know what's right and wrong. And if they so much as try to express, oh, you know, mom, I think that I might be a boy and I'm a girl. We will shut that down real quick. I have said my wife was a tomboy. My wife played football in third, fourth grade, tackle football, because the boy said Lee's the fastest, best athlete, and she's convinced Same. that the teachers would have called her in. And I got to tell you, Lee's mother, who is a staunch conservative, there would have been bodies flying around because, you, look, you just got to be involved with your own kids as a parent. It's, it's that simple. And don't let an outside influence be the model with which they use. Be your own parent. That's simple. Yeah, and I think, I think that, that uh, what you just talked about, that story, is very reminiscent of myself growing up. I was a huge tomboy. But never for a second did anyone suggest, hey, Charlie, maybe you love sports so much and maybe you love to compete in sports and you love to hang out with the boys at recess because you might actually be a boy. Maybe you weren't meant to be born a girl. No one ever suggested that. It was just totally normal for girls to be tomboys and never second guess why it's happening. And even now, I'm still consider myself a tomboy to some extent, but You know, I've grown out of that phase a bunch. And can you imagine, Dan, if I would have done something like chemically castrate myself or mutilate myself? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, I would be I would be live. I I would be living a very shameful life right now. I don't know how as a parent, look, I, hey, look, you said it earlier, okay, you walk down New York and people are more free to be transgender. Great, gay. Great. Great. But not at eight years old. I mean, you can't even pick your freaking bedtime at eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, 14 years old, much less your gender. I mean, it just, common sense, it just doesn't make sense. Charlie, when's the show starting? Let's go. When's it starting? It's, it's, it's still a ways off. We are, we are looking at August as the launch dates before football season. So we're giving us time. Uh, there's a lot of development still in progress Uh, as far as the show goes. So we're getting everything ironed out. So it's absolutely perfect for launch day, but it's going to be fantastic. And Dan, I can't wait to provide a platform that then just 
gives way, segues to another fantastic show, Don't At Me. We're not messing around on this channel. We're here to take over the world of common sense, Charlie. I can't wait. Thank you. That's what we're doing. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. What's up? No, thanks. (laughs) That's uh, that's what we're doing. We're taking over the world of common sense. Like, how do you allow Joe Biden, if you paid any attention to Joe Biden, he's sniffing little girls, go read the doc, uh, his niece's diary. How do you allow this guy to have any influence over your parents or your kids? Seriously. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But if you do, uh, you are an idiot. No, seriously, you're an idiot. If you let any of these people's ideology overtake you, then you're pretty much unfit to be a parent. Hey, the press secretary said, hey, look, these are our children. Really? Press secretary, you're going to be there for about, I don't know, 10 more minutes. And I'm going to be the parent forever. These ain't your children. Uh, Mine aren't. My stepkids aren't. I'll fight you over both. I'll fight you over all my my family, everybody, nieces, nephews. These ain't your kids. It's a nice, cute little saying that you got, but it's crap. And that's what this idiot said. I'm not having it. We'll be right back. I got a monster show for you today. Tell your friends, let's get this rocking and roll. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. day we are having and what a day we're going to have. Jack Brewer is going to join us. Of course, Riley Gaines is going to join us. I love days like this because I love talking to smart people. Charlie Arnold, smart woman. Damn right. And her show is going to blast off and we're all going to be better for it. Heat Celtics last night, baby. I don't know. Hey, look, I don't know. Are the Heat legitimately going to go to the finals with this crew? You know, when you look at the Heat, here's the fun thing about it. And this gives hope. This gives hope to places like Indiana. You know, when you got a guy like Giannis or you got a guy like LeBron or you got a guy like him or whoever, when you got guys like that, you know what? It doesn't give hope to Indiana. But when you got Gabe Vincent, tell me where Gabe Vincent went to college. I'll tell you, San Diego State. When you got a guy like Jimmy Butler who developed as a superstar, his second-round pick, When you got an old Kevin Love, when you got a guy like Max Strauss, you got two unrestricted or undrafted free agents starting. Then you bring in, only for seven minutes yesterday, Duncan Robinson, uh, an end of his career looking very old, Cody Zeller, Kyle Lowry, end of his career. It makes you wonder, when can the Pacers do what the Heat are doing? I don't know. See, the Celtics have a legit top five superstar in uh, Jason Tatum. Pacers don't have that. Your team may not have that. You do if you're Milwaukee, I mean, with the Greek freak. You do if you're Philadelphia with Embiid. But you know what I'm saying. 
teams that don't have that. You do if you're LeBron. I don't care if you don't think LeBron is a top 10 player. You do if you if you have LeBron. But the truth of the matter is when you watch the Heat, you're like, holy hell, can this team go? And anybody can build a team like the Heat, can't you? Just be smarter than everybody else, have a better culture than everybody else. You know, a few years ago, uh, I was doing an NBA Summer League game, and I was doing it with a guy that I didn't respect. His name was George Sedano. George Sedano, you got to understand, nice guy, decent broadcaster, but the Miami media, including Dan Lebetard and Stu Gatz and all the little writers, they're so in pocket that I couldn't get along with it. So Sedano was a guy that I really didn't respect, but we're doing a summer league game and, you know, he tells me, well, you know, Spolstra is a top 10 uh, coach in the NBA. I knew he was, but of course I wasn't going to give in to a guy I didn't respect. So I'm like, nah, you know what? Nate McMillan's better, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And it became this huge deal, right? Of course Spolstra is a top 10 coach then and maybe the top coach now. But I didn't respect Sedano, or I didn't respect the Miami media, and Sedano represented it. So I wasn't going along with some dude I didn't respect. What are you, nuts? That's just my personality. But I got to tell you, good for the Heat, man. Heat are fun to watch. Heat are every man, and Spolstra does a terrific job. Spolstra is a great story. Spolstra has done wonderful things, and I'm all in on Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat, basically because Duncan Robinson and my son were college roommates. What I would say is, whoa, whoa, Boston Celtics. You don't show? You don't show? Hey, Vasi had the, uh, the Heat at plus 290. Middle of the day, I took a parlay. I took the Dodgers over uh, Minnesota, excuse me, and then I took the Heat. I thought... When they were down three to two in the eighth, I thought the Dodgers was the tough bet or the seventh, whatever it was. Hell, they won like 11 or seven to three. But damn, the Heat, mm, the Heat couldn't get it done. And I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about that at all. But hey, okay, tonight, 4-0 is what the Lakers are after a loss. That's right, 4-0 in the playoffs. So something's got to give tonight. The Nuggets are 7-0 at home in the playoffs. Now, they say that a playoff game doesn't, or a playoff series, does not start until the home team loses. Well, guess what? The home team, in the Nuggets case, it hasn't happened. They have not lost. So guess what? Something's got to give. I would anticipate, and and I could be wrong. All right, I, I could be dead wrong. But I would anticipate just me LeBron James having a monster game. LeBron James scored 26 points the other night. I bet LeBron James, okay? I I did. I I bet LeBron James to score over 24 and a half, so I won the bet. But what happens when you bet somebody to score? Tell me I'm wrong about this. When you bet somebody to score, what you do is you watch them. Like you watch them, like you're staring at just them as they play. That's what I do. So I'm sitting there, and I'm staring at LeBron James. And he's really not that involved. Like, he's really not doing a whole lot. And he still gets 26. The over-under on LeBron James tonight is 25 and a half. So I don't know. I think I'll take it. I got to believe LeBron James is going to come out and have a monster game. I think. I don't know. 
it seems like, I mean, he has to, sort of, kind of, maybe. I mean, let's go, LBJ. Um, let's put this up. This came, Chris Broussard, I think he works for Fox, so we're going to be comfortable. We're going to be careful here. If Wemby, that Victor Wembyama, is Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, or Hakeem, that is a disappointment, says Chris Broussard. Hakeem won a couple titles. I mean, I, okay, all right. I, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful here. Like Broussard never played, never coached, got a thing. You know, he's got a he, blah 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 blah. Okay, so I get it. And I also get it that everybody's trying to be Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless. I get it. Everybody's trying. I personally am not. I would argue they're trying to be me. And I get it. You got to say stupid things. I get it. I do. I do. I, I understand. And I understand there's hype around here. I do. But I got to tell you, man, Hakeem Elijah one was pretty damn good. Hakeem Olajuwon won himself some titles. If you ask people that played against Hakeem Olajuwon, they're like, oh, you couldn't stop. You just hoped he missed. But here's this little 17, 19-year-old, whatever this guy is with a baby face, who's the next Crispus Porzingis. He'll score a ton of points because everybody scores a ton of points. He's going to have the opportunity. You can say whatever you want about Popovich, but you at least got to give in that Pop is a pretty good basketball coach. Particularly, he's been able to figure out how to win and win big with freaking, you know what I mean, with uh, with big guys. He has. I mean, you can say whatever you like, but the dude has. He's won with Duncan. He's won with Robinson. He's won with both. But this is a dumb tweet. And you know what? I get it. I do. I get it. Everybody's trying so hard to be Stephen A. Smith. Everybody's trying so hard, so hard to be Skip Bayless. I get accused of this all the time. We are trying to be Skip Bayless. I've always said this. What I'm going to give you, what I'm going to give you is this. I'm going to give you the truth as I see it based on my experiences. That's what I'm going to give you. And if you don't like it, I don't blame you. Hell, I don't blame you even a little bit. But if you like it, then good for you. Serious. Good for you. Uh, let me go through this. Did you know this? In America's fastest growing sport, do you know what it is? Pickleball, baby. Yeah. Pickleball is coming to Amazon TV, just like the NFL. That's right. I compared pickleball to the NFL. It's the Professional Pickleball Association, the PPA. And Amazon Prime Video have announced a multi-year deal to stream not one, not two, not three, but four events per year. That's right. Four events coming to the same network that is bringing you Thursday night football on the or NFL football. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. Pickleball. Like, Lee and I play one-on-one pickleball, and it's hard. Like, one-on-one is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. There ain't nothing easy about one-on-one pickleball. 
But two on two, you got to have touch. You got. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get into the PPA. I am. There's no way you can tell me with these hands. See these hands? These hands are a surgeon's hands. There's no way you can tell me that I can't compete with these guys, although these guys look pretty young, and they look pretty good. Hey, the new NCAA college football video game will feature the name and likenesses of real players. I saw this yesterday. Let me ask you a question. Very simple. It said players that are going to allow their name, image, and likeness to be on this will be compensated. Those that don't, won't. Why would you not allow yourself to be on this game? Back when I was coaching at Bowling Green, I didn't get compensated for it, but I was in it, and my players made fun of me because the guy coaching Bowling Green looked like me. You could tell it was me, but didn't have a big bald spot in the back. So they're like, Coach, we think that's you, but we really don't because we don't see the bald spot. I'm like, yeah, I like that version of me better than this version of me. This is a huge win. For NCAA football fans, players, they'll receive around 500 bucks per. Fans had been hoping the game would include actual players, and it's going to happen as the game is now scheduled for a summer 2024 release. Is, is this 2023? I get mixed up. Hey, uh, by the way, Sean Black, I think I put 2024. I don't even know what the year it is. I think it's 2023. Drives me nuts. Uh, Parents, watch this video. I disagree with Kurt Schilling here. Somewhat. Not totally. Somewhat. Kurt Schilling's got some truth to sports parents. Paying for travel leagues is a waste of time and money. Let's see from Kurt Schilling. Okay, we're loading it right now. Look, I paid for travel baseball. I paid for travel basketball. I coached travel baseball. I coached travel basketball, and I loved it. My kids loved it. They made lifelong friends. They had a great time. Look, I knew, like, I would tell the travel coach, look, here's the deal. I knew Major League Baseball players. Barry Jones I played with. He was the guy who set the record for holds when Bobby Thigpen set the all-time record for saves in Major League Baseball. I knew Barry Jones was going to be a Major League Baseball pitcher. I knew Dan Plezak when we were 12 was going to be a Major League Baseball pitcher. We knew this. I mean, you can see it. You're like, wait a second here. I knew Joe, his brother, was going to be a Major League Baseball prospect. Now, Joe got hurt in the minors, but Joe was a Major League Baseball pitcher. Are you kidding me? Are you nuts? We knew. I knew my son wasn't. My son threw hard as a little leaguer, but I knew he didn't have the pop that guys have. So I told the little league coach, and I'm like, where's Armo? He's not going to pitch when he's in college. Who cares? Let him have fun striking kids out. I don't care. A lot of guys are, well, you got to save his arm. Like, what are you saving a kid's arm for? I'm not. What? What? Well, you know, you got... I remember telling my high school coach, the greatest coach in the history of high school baseball in the state of Indiana, Dave Pisker. I go, Dave, my arm's killing me, but who cares? I'll get these guys out. What am I going to do? I'm not pitching in college. There's no way. I threw pus. I threw a little bit of this, a little bit of that, something over the top, maybe a little three-finger circle change, Mario Soto. You kidding me? Wasn't pitching anywhere. My, I knew my last day pitching was going to be my last day in high school. What are you talking about? So getting out there and pitching, hey, why not? You got to. 
But anyway, if we don't have the shilling, we'll continue on. Let me know uh, when we had it. Uh, but hey, look, so you know what? If you want to pay for travel, boy, have a great time. I got great memories of husbands and wives and families in hotels. We're drinking beers. We're laughing. All my neighbors' kids were on the team. Never went to practice. Ride your bike to practice. Get your ass going to practice. But anyway, uh, Kurt Schilling believes it's a waste of time. That's fine. That's great. Good for Kurt Schilling. I personally, me, my wife, my kids, we enjoyed the experience. My daughter, her friends were on the trip. We called it the sorority. They were, I don't know, 8, 10 at the, at the hotel pool. We had a blast. So if that's bad, that's bad. I had a blast coaching them. What are you going to do? I don't know. Anyway, that's my take on it. If we get Kurt's video by the time we go to break, uh, we'll show it. And by the way, Kurt has a terrific show uh, going on. Kurt, um, the, the, the video's giving him fake. Kurt's show on here is terrific. And by the way, Tommy is going to have, and I always say his name wrong, Matt Araza, the punter god, is coming to OutKick with Tommy Lauren. Tommy is going to have him, let's see, tonight, 7 o'clock on OutKick. Tommy, uh, Tommy Lauren is fearless. The punter god, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I think it's going to be terrific. I do. I think it's going to be awesome. I think that, look, I hope he rips everybody. We cannot stay silent. We cannot. We cannot stay silent. That crap about every woman needs to be believed is crap. If, like me, you have a sister that's a 25-year domestic violence prosecutor, if, like me, you have that, you don't believe. I, there is a very high profile back in the day, about 10 years ago, 5, 10 years ago, football player at Indiana who taped a sexual encounter, which isn't the greatest thing, right? But it saved him from going to jail because some little white girl uh, got mad or got embarrassed because daddy said that the big black guy raped her, right? It got in front of my sister. My sister, with experience, knew this wasn't exactly, this didn't stand up. The family comes in, a little white girl and her daddy, and they're raising hell. Uh, this guy needs to be arrested. This is forcible rape, blah, blah, blah. My sister has a videotape of what actually happened. Asks the daddy to leave. Shows the videotape to the girl. Says, here's the deal. Now, this is about as consensual as it gets. Of course, the girls start crying. She goes, you want to bring your dad in here and show this to him? Or would you like to just walk out of here with your dignity? Save the guy from going to jail for a long, long time. So I believe facts. I will always believe facts, and I will always judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Facts are a mother. And the punter god, he got screwed, but... Maybe it will have a happy ending for him. The whole situation is off. I'll stand by that. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, one thing that I really like, Jack Brewer, we're waiting on him, and we'll get going here, but I, you know what? Um, one of the things that I like about the world we're currently living in is that real people are standing up. The whole Bud Light thing, I'm going to continue, and we will continue to update you on this. David Hookstead has retail sales are down 23.6% for the week that ended May 6th compared to a year ago, so they continue to bleed. I don't care whether you call me names. I defend women. I defend women. Budweiser down 9.7. Ultra down 2.9. Natty Light down 2.5. I like it. Paps Blue Ribbon up 21.6. Let me ask you guys on the YouTube chat. When's the last time you drank a little PBR? Miller High Life. The champagne of beers, up 21%, although that can go away, too. Look, you got this Dylan Mulvaney wearing my ass out. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I want real women in bikinis. I do. Look, women love wearing bikinis. Men love looking at women wearing bikinis. It's nature. It's biology. It's science. Women don't want to see some fake, flat-chested man dressed up as a woman prancing around. Mocking women? No. Men and women love bikinis. Go to a pool. I mean, it's going to be a little bit gross for me to say because I think uh, Lee's stepson is just in the other room, but I love when my wife wears a bikini at our pool, 53 years old, and I guarantee you she rocks it like anybody you've ever seen. And I love it. In fact, one time I put a picture of Lee in a bikini uh, in the Bahamas across my header on Twitter. My son calls me. He goes, Dad, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating. <laughs> yeah. I can still see to this day being at the Dick Vitale Gala. And Lee and I went to whatever the resort was pool. And we had a great day. Great day in the sun, in the water, having a few drinks. And she walked over to the bathroom and I looked at myself and said, self, how lucky are you? <laughs> That's right. She would be embarrassed by me saying this. In fact, when Lee wore her quote work bikini at her mother's house, all the neighbor guys started mowing their grass. I went there one time and the yard, one yard is close. The others are kind of far. And I went there one time. I go, Lee, you know, everybody's mowing their grass because you're out in a bikini. She's like, stop it. Lee is very, 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 very uh, modest about it. But hey, I got to tell you, that's the way the world works. That's the way it goes. It, that, that's it. And if you don't like it, I can't help you. So let's get back to the basics. Let's hire beautiful women 
in bikinis and let's sell some beer. Period. Make sense? We good? We don't need kind of women. We don't need men. We need women in bikinis. And if that makes me sexist, I don't know. All I know is this. Danica Patrick is in a bikini playing golf. Danica Patrick on those GoDaddy commercials became a star, leaving you wonder if she was going to go les. They did. There was one of those GoDaddy commercials during the freaking uh, Super Bowl where she and a woman looked like they were just about to smooch. And then, of course, it said, wait for the next one or whatever the tease was. We're not stupid here. We understand the world. We understand biology. I don't care what some purple-haired, fat-ass woman tells me that I'm a sexist. I could care less. Could care less. The Budweiser girls, legendary. That was a one-piece. Legendary, as legendary as the Clydesdale. Name me a guy in their 50s or 60s that didn't have or know about the Farrah Fawcett poster, and she was in a one-piece. I'm just telling you, you can get mad about it, but it's biology. Why do you think Olivia Dunn, the little gymnast from LSU, makes a ton of money off her NIL? Because everybody watches her in gymnastics. She didn't even compete most of the year. She was hurt. Nah, she strips down to bikini, does some flips on the beach, gives a little pose, maybe, you know, like girls do. What are you talking about? Why do you think the two Cavender twins make the money that they make? Because they're such great shot makers for Miami basketball? Stop it, stupid. After the season's over, they couldn't wait to get out of their clothes. What are you talking about? Seriously. I mean, we, we act like it's all bad. You're insane. Uh, this S, they're calling it, you know, no. It's good stuff. It's the way God intended us all to be. All right. We're going to go with some damn awards, Dylan. Don't at me awards. I don't know if you know this, but years ago, Randy Johnson. Hey, let me know, Dylan, if we have the videos available, because I want to show people Zach Gallion going full Randy Johnson and taking out a bird while he's warming up. Do we have that video ready? Might as well go damn awards because we got Riley Gaines coming up at the bottom of the hour. All right, let's show Randy Johnson part two. By the way, Randy Johnson's girlfriend, when he was in Indianapolis, used to come down when they went on the road, when he was with the uh, Indianapolis Indians, he used to come down and hang with old Double D. True story. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Zach Gallen was, um, well, he couldn't wait to tell everybody as he made his way back from uh, uh, throwing a, a side session here because he hit a bird. I'm an animal lover, so oh. this hurts me, but in the spirit of Randy Johnson, I think you know where we're going with this. The bird is no longer with us. I know Zach Gallen took some time to recognize that, but he hit it with a curveball midair, mid-flight, and our cameras caught it. I got a bird that's currently banging into a window upstairs. I don't know why the bird's doing it. And anybody that has followed our show knows that back in the day, I had a hawk that was hitting me in the head. True story. Put me in the, well, not in the hospital. I went to the, I went to the urgent care because it was bleeding. 
So I am not an animal person. I got a raccoon. I got raccoons living under my thing here. A little raccoon was sleeping on my steps, scared me to death. But I got to tell you, that's a one in a million shot, but we've seen it twice. So I ain't mad about it. All right. Um, The latest videos, no matter what anybody is telling you, and I want you to watch this, no matter what anybody is telling you, the latest videos on the border, it's not women and children, ladies and gentlemen. It is not like, oh, my God, these little dreamers. Oh, my God. No. No, 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 no. It is men, grown men, and criminals coming across the border. All right, let's go to video number one. What are they going to do? Where's all the women and children? Where's all the women and children? Where's all the dreamers that our politicians are telling us that's who's coming across the border? Where are they? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I mean, it's so romantic when you hear the idiots in this administration talk about the border. It's so romantic. Oh, the dreamers. We got dreamers coming in. Really? Interesting. We got dreamers. What are they dreaming of? Your stuff? What are they dreaming of? Murder? What are they dreaming of? Maybe some are dreaming of a better life and some aren't. But I know this, the reports coming from the border indicate that a lot, a lot, a lot of jails are empty in Venezuela and other places. Where do you think they're headed? A lot of cartels are making a lot of money, bringing in a lot of people into the United States. Where do you think those people are headed? What do you think they're looking to do? What do you think with no money? They're looking to do. Well, you tell me. Huh. I've already seen it. All you got to do is open up your eyes and open up your internet to something other than a TikTok video of a hot girl. And you'll see that there's already been a spike in crime in areas where illegal immigrants are pouring in. Just makes sense. All right. Rapper Drake says he sleeps on a $395,000 mattress made out of horse hair and stingray skin. Oh, baby, you go, Drake. $395,000 bed. I don't know what to say about that. This is a true story, though. When I moved into my house in Zionsville, for some reason, I don't know the reason, my ex-wife, we never really had money. And then between ESPN and the radio show, we had money. For some reason, and we laugh about it now, my ex-wife and I, my ex-wife bought an $800 shower curtain. Yes, I said that right. An $800 shower curtain. So fast forward we moved from Zionsville to the house that we're in. Lee is throwing things out. The shower curtain looks like three miles of bad rope. 800 miles. Or $800. So the house we live in now, Lee threw it out. Panic ensued. My daughter was all like, Dad, you know that thing costs 800 bucks? I go, no, it didn't. 
goes, yeah, I did. I called my ex-wife. I go, did we pay $800 for a damn shower curtain? Yeah, remember? And now we laugh about it. But that shower curtain is not $395,000. Good for Drake. You got to have a mattress. Here's what you got to have in this world, my opinion. Your family. Air conditioning and a king-size bed. That's what you got to have, ladies and gentlemen. I was listening earlier today, I think Carton's show, they were like, would you rather have an iPhone or air conditioning? It's a no-brainer. You can throw that iPhone in the lake. I need air conditioning. King-size bed and my family. I don't need new jeans. Anybody that knows me knows my clothes. I don't spend money on clothes. I need those three things. I need those three things, period. So I am all in on Drake. You need a big bed, you might as well go big. You got that kind of money, you might as well spend it on the essentials. And that is one of the essentials. All right, here's the deal. Nick Cannon's got 12 kids. We've talked about Nick Cannon. He's got 12, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six, seven, 12. 12 kids. Now, Nick Cannon confessed that on Mother's Day, he screwed up cards to the moms. There's moms all over the place. I mean, he got baby mama drama coming at him from all sides with 12 kids. Here's what Nick Cannon said. I tried my best. I tried my best. I really did. I thought it would be really, really good to show people how you really feel. Write it down. As I'm writing a handwritten message, I get the cards mixed up. So now one baby mama reads the card about how I feel about the other baby mama. That's what we celebrate in this world. God bless you, Nick Cannon. You are all that's wrong in this world. You don't have any respect for the nuclear family, but hey, hey, we're not allowed to criticize you, right? That is what, we don't like the nuclear family. We don't want the nuclear family. We want some idiot because he's on TV and got a little fame to go out and just start screwing to the tune of 12 kids. I don't care what you do. It don't matter to me. But it is what people in the, well, world are coming after. They're coming after our kids. They're coming after our family. They're coming after your money. They're coming after everything. And this goof right here is a perfect example of a clown and a modern-day clown. A modern-day clown doesn't have to wear uh, makeup. A modern-day clown can wear fake glasses and a hood or whatever you call it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What can I tell you? That, ladies and gentlemen, is a modern day clown. Well, the baby mama's got to see what I didn't see, you know, and it's like a joke. I'm telling you, we live in a third world country. We live in a third world country. You drive around, everybody's just stooping. That's all. Everybody just stooping. Nobody cares about the family. Nobody cares about it. Ah, I got the baby mamas mixed up. Good for you, man. God bless you. Riley Gaines coming up. Don't be afraid to like and subscribe because we bring it every day and we love bringing it to you. All right. I'm tired of something and I want to talk about it. NBA stars are starting to speak out on Wembanyama being the greatest prospect ever. Look, I'm going to say this again. 
I don't know. LeBron James had more pressure on him in high school in the NBA than maybe any player that I've ever seen. And by pressure, I mean this. LeBron James had to be historically great. He had to be a real guy. Championships. Look, he could have been anything. He could have been great. But the call for LeBron James was greatness, greatness, and he answered that call. You know, it's interesting. I'm going back 100 years. There was a book called Season on the Brink, 1986. It highlighted a player named Damon Bailey. Damon Bailey was considered by Bob Knight, who at that point in time was considered the best college coach in the country. Bob Knight went to see Damon Bailey play as an eighth grader and decreed that Damon Bailey as an eighth grader was better than any guard that Bob Knight had on his current team. Okay. All right. Well, the current team had Steve Alford, who was a first-team All-American, but I digress. So Damon Bailey, the book is an all-time bestseller. John Feinstein did a great job writing the book. So guess what? Damon Bailey has all the pressure in the world as a high school kid. Because back in 86, when Bob Knight spoke, it was gospel. And Feinstein's book exploded. Everybody read Season on the Brink. I believe to this day it's the number one sports book of all time in terms of sales. Bailey goes to high school. Bailey ends up last game. 46,000 people watching Damon Bailey in the old Hoosier Dome beat Concord High School to win a state championship. Damon Bailey becomes the all-time leading scorer in the history of Indiana high school basketball. Damon Bailey gets to the Final Four two or three times. Damon Bailey sells out places. The high school games go from Bedford High School to Market Square Arena. They go to Assembly Hall. They're everywhere. That's living up to expectation. Now, when Damon went to college, he was a great college player. Great. Final Four. Didn't get a national championship. Final Four. Big Ten title. Player of the year. 1,500 points. Didn't play in the NBA. But what the hell? He was six foot three, two. That's living up to expectations. LeBron took it to another level. LeBron went from the high school kid, and now you got to do it on the pros. If Victor Menbayama can be one fifth of the player that LeBron James is, then you got a baller. But let's be honest. I look at that kid, and I go, it's a little kid. Of course, when I look at LeBron James when he was young, I look at him and go, that's a little kid. But you got to stay healthy, you got to work on your craft, and you got to be somebody that doesn't do what John Morant does and get sidetracked by Stoop. Stoop. That's it. You can't get sidetracked by the noise. The music culture, the rap culture, the, the corporate culture, the money culture, the hair culture, whatever culture. You can't get sidetracked by it. You got to be Kobe Bryant. Well, I hate using Kobe Bryant as an example. The dude paid off a rape. I mean, let's just be honest. So I hate using him as a guy. You got to be Jordan. You got to set the standard for work if you want to be at that level. You got to be. There is no ifs. There is no ands. There is no buts. You got to be at that level, period, or else you are not going to be what people think you should be, period. Even more, period. How about that? Seriously. 
So I don't know that this guy's a better prospect than LeBron, but I do know this. I do know this. He's as hyped as LeBron. All right, let's get into a couple of other things before Riley Gaines joins us. Number one, I hate the Cubs. I love the Cubs, but I hate the Cubs. All right, I'm not even mad that teams were like, I don't know, uh, 301 when leading by five runs going into the ninth inning. I'm not even mad about that. I'm not mad that the Cubs blew that. Here's what I'm mad about, and I want your opinion on this uh, as baseball people. I want your opinion, okay? Um, Give me this. Why are the Cubs in the eighth and ninth inning, or ninth inning in particular, putting a guy on the mound that's throwing 89 miles an hour fastballs? Why? Explain this. Explain it to me. To quote one of the great stupid shows of all time, Little Rascals, explain it to me, Spanky. Explain to me why a guy named Samson is throwing 89-mile-an-hour fastballs in the big leagues. Look, that's my biggest complaint. I want 100 and crazy. I want some dude with hair out to here throwing a million miles an hour. (laughs) I want to roll this Chapman. I want Hunter Green. I want 103. I want that guy for the Reds that threatened to beat up the entire dugout, uh, the left-handed guy that looks kind of like Chapman and throws it 100 miles an hour. I don't need 98 miles an hour in my business. I need 172 miles of gas. (laughs) And I think you do too. When I go on a road trip this afternoon with Lee, she's going to get nine hours of gas. I'm going to stick my ass out the window. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to say, well, you better pull over. I will bring the gas today. And the Cubs are bringing some dude up there that's going to throw it in 89 miles an hour, and that's a fastball? You must be insane. That's my biggest gripe of the day. 89 is like, I don't know, 75. Back in my day. Used to be 89, you can get by with it. But not now. Guys stand up there against 100 miles an hour like it's their damn job. I mean, they're they're not phased by a hundy. You throw 89, that's BP. I don't get it. No. It was a four, it was a three-run lead, you're right. But you get the point. Damn. Last, last, last other thing. Um I got to go back to something. It's hard to get into Michigan. I want to say it again. Caleb Love, North Carolina. I'm going to Michigan. Don't count out my Indiana Hoosiers for Caleb Love. Why? Because here is the test to get into Indiana. They give you one of these, although this is glass. All right? Whatever they call it, a Petri tray or whatever in uh, biology. And you go like this. You breathe on it. If a fog comes on the glass, that means you're alive. That means we're going to let you in Indiana University. That's what that means. That's right. And you're going to general studies the hell out of it. I mean, you're going to be the king of general studies. Yeah, you are. You're damn right you are. You're going to dominate general studies. 
And we're going to let you in. Michigan takes its admissions too serious. Let's be honest. Come on. I mean, Juwan Howard's one of your own. Juwan Howard's your guy. You got to let Caleb Love in. No Jell Eastern you can't let in because his mom was a kook. It'd be like this. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your mom's nuts. No. Uh-uh. No, we don't, need, we don't need that action in our business here. We don't need that. I don't want that. But I got to tell you, serious business here. Caleb Love, you're in. You can make jump shots. You went to Carolina. Nah. It's embarrassing for Carolina, isn't it? Just like it was embarrassing for Purdue. Like, this dude has been in your school for three years. It's like Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, six years at Georgia, can't get a degree? What are we doing? I mean, I get it. We don't hear about academics anymore in college sports. We don't hear about admissions or admission standards. But Stetson Bennett, babe, they're giving you six years. You're supposedly really smart. You're the quarterback, right? You're the cerebral guy. You're not the big arm guy. You're smarter than everybody else. You can read an Alabama defense uh, like LeBron James can read Seuss. And you're sitting there? And you can't get a degree? All right. Used to be that would go back on the coach. Used to be that would be like, well, the coach and his staff. Not anymore, ladies and gentlemen. You, the people, have spoken. You've taken academics away from coaches. You've put it on the athletic department. And there you go. Hey, Dan, hope you know North Carolina is coming to the Big Ten soon. I'll make you bet. I'll make you bet that Oregon and Washington come to the Big Ten before North Carolina. Now, what would be the best for the Big Ten? North Carolina. Indiana might actually get a win in Big Ten football because Mac Brown is the most overrated coach in America, and Mac Brown better stop eating. Because last time I saw Mac Brown, it looked like if you put a pin in Mac Brown, he would go flying away. Stop eating. Mac Brown's a nice guy. Stop eating. Riley Gaines is the bravest woman in America. Every day she puts out, hey, where are all of you other high-profile women athletes? Come help me in the fight against transgenders infiltrating women's spaces. Nobody reacts. Nobody responds. Riley Gaines just got done speaking in front of Congress. Riley Gaines is unafraid. Riley Gaines is the perfect person to have on our show. She joins us coming up in two minutes. Where are you going? Put this out on Twitter. Get more people watching. This show's too good. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, before I get into what you just said, i got to ask you, I've always thought it would be fun, yet a bit intimidating, to sit there with people behind you, all around you. I saw the video of your dad speaking to these <laughs> guys. Is it, I mean, they, they try to put you in an intimidating setting, don't they? Absolutely, they do. Um, this hearing, the, the video you saw, this hearing, it lasted over three hours where people across the aisle are going for your throat. They want to trip you up. They want to ask you adverse questions that you don't know how to answer, which I'm fortunate to say this topic, women in sports, um, what I dealt with at San Francisco State University, you can't trip me up. Everything you throw at me, I either have a rebuttal or it's my lived experience to which you can't downplay. So I'm very fortunate. That's the number one thing. Like, I always say, you know, people get mad at me for this show, but I just express my experiences, and my experiences aren't going away. So no. you can't – I'm not lying, right? You're not up there you, – you don't have a narrative. You just have experience that you're expressing. That's That can't be tripped up. No, it can't, and that's something that – I wish more people realized, you know, I get called a bigot or transphobic all the time, but truthfully, I'm not even really sharing my opinions. I'm not even sharing um, anything other than the facts. And again, my lived personal experience where I was directly impacted. And if, if sharing that makes me a bigot, then it's as if they're clearly acknowledging what's happening is wrong. Your thing, and I want to get into this real quick, and then, then I want to get into the intimidation and those type of things, but your thing is very simple. I want people to understand. You are competing, and a dude is in the locker room, and other men, because of the NCAA and the people running events are so chicken blank, would have and could have and maybe did just walk right into women's space, and nobody seems to understand this is what you're talking about. No, it's not would have, could have. It is did. Um, in that locker room, first of all, at that national championships, we weren't forewarned we would be sharing this space. The only way, the only reason we became aware that we were is when we had to look at a six foot four, 22 year old man, fully intact with male genitalia, be exposed to us, disrobe and show that to a woman filled or a room full of undressed women. Um, that is exactly what happened. That doesn't make me a bigot to say. Um, it doesn't make me a bigot to want privacy, to not be violated or exploited in that way, to want respect, to want safety, and to want fairness. If that makes me a bigot, then so be it. 
I agree. And the NCAA's response was unbelievable. Tell them what the NCAA said. In regards to the locker room, the NCAA, when I, when I saw this with my own eyes, I immediately left the locker room and I went up to one of the officials and I said, how was this allowed to happen? You know, I understand the guidelines for the meet, which was simply 12 months of hormone suppression at the time, which is, we know that's not enough to mitigate male advantage. But I said, what are the guidelines for someone allowing someone of the opposite sex to be in a place where we're undressing? And nonchalantly, this guy said, oh, we just got around this by making the locker rooms unisex. To which I was thinking, okay, unisex? So any man could have walked into our locker room, any pervert who wanted to would have been able to? That's what you were subjecting us to. And bare minimum, we weren't forewarned about this. That was their response. It was an utter disregard towards women and our safety. Have you seen the new ad by Adidas where the first thing you see is a man with chest hair in a woman's bathing suit advertising women's swimwear? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. You would think they would see the the public response to the Nike sponsorship with Dylan Mulvaney, where Dylan Mulvaney was was sporting this sports bra, which is, of course, intended for only women. It's a sports bra. They saw the public's response to this, which was not a welcoming, good response. Women across the globe hated this. And they the, the trend of boycott Nike started. Adidas saw this, yet still thought it was a good idea to implement this themselves. This advertising, I wish you could show it on the screen. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Notice how it's strategic, the poses, to the side where you can do nothing but see the bulge. It's strategic. This is what they want. They're pushing this. They want you to know they think that men make the best women. It's sickening. It's disheartening. It's disingenuous. This is not... This is not a, this is not a woman's swimsuit. And to, to even remotely put this out there is belittling. It's offensive. It's demeaning to what it is to be a woman. Because I promise you, in a swimsuit, no woman. If you have XX chromosomes, you do not look like that in a swimsuit. You've talked to all of it's so many different groups, both some that are for you Some like, you know, that tried to kidnap you. You've talked to congressmen. Has anybody in any conversation given you any logical explanation or said that they are sorry for what happened to you? Like, has anybody said, look, this is why corporations are doing the Dylan Mulvaney or they're doing the uh, Adidas swimwear thing? Have they done that or have they apologized in any way? The only conversations that I have had in my public everyday life outside of protests and events, of course, that goes one way. But in my everyday life, I have never had one person come up to me and tell me they don't agree with what I'm doing. Not not one person. I will say yesterday, um, and this is the first time that I'm telling anyone this story, but I think it's important to tell. Yesterday, I was of course, in D.C. at the Capitol. And I saw Representative Katie Porter, who a few weeks ago, she's, of course, a Democrat representative from California. Um, a few weeks ago, she went on Piers Morgan and was talking about me and said she disagrees with everything that I do entirely because she thinks I'm doing it for clicks and for likes. And so I saw her yesterday for the first time in person. 
we made eye contact, which she very quickly acted like she was on the phone because she didn't want to address me. But I went up to her and I introduced myself and I said, hello, Representative Porter. My name is Riley Gaines. And I and she looked at me and said, congrats on being a competitor. That's what she said. And I said, I want to address something with you. She turned around and bolted. Wouldn't even let me get a word out. Wouldn't even the disrespect, the audacity to simply turn around and not even acknowledge or take accountability for what she said. Um, and to which once she turned around, I of course followed her. And I said, this is you, this comment you made of me doing this for clicks and likes, that is disingenuous and you know this. You know that's not why I'm doing this. Yet you chose to say that. Um, she did not respond and she continued walking away, which I think shows perfectly the cowardice of these people to not even stand behind what you said about me, to say it to my face. That's what I'm seeing across the board, traveling state to state. These Democrats, they can't look me in the eyes and say what they, I don't even think it's actually what they think, to, to say what they're voting, um, the policies they're voting along and telling me to my eyes that they really mean that. She couldn't do it yesterday. Somebody is showing up in front of Congress for clicks and likes. I, I You know what? I'm <laughs> stunned. Well, I wish I was stunned by it. It all seems stupid. So let me ask you, why did Congress ask you to speak to them? What was their agenda for, for you coming in? The hearing yesterday, actually two days ago, was on the rise in violence among left-leaning protesters. I think we can all agree we're seeing this trend, whether that be over BLM, whether that we've seen the riots, we've seen the looting, we've seen the, the mostly peaceful protests with the fire in the back. We've seen that. And of course, it's something that needs to be addressed. That being said, that this, you know, we have this violence on both sides of the aisle, but that hearing was specifically about left-leaning violence. Um, of course, my experience at San Francisco State gave me the credibility to be there alongside a, a few other witnesses. And of course, this hearing is filled with um, conservative representatives as well as liberal representatives. It was astonishing to me to see just how polarizing it is to, to say that violence, wherever you stand, is bad. These Democrats, they would not acknowledge such. The only thing they could say was January 6th, uh, Donald Trump and white supremacy. Um, they were unwilling to address any violence on the left because they, they deemed right-wing extremism is by far a bigger threat to the homeland. You know, we all go through, if you pay attention, and you're, you're obviously very smart, you know, we all, we all think the government is one thing, right? We all see campaigns and the flags are behind and kids are holding their, uh, candidates are holding their babies and the, the wife or the husband is sitting there. And then you get in front of them and you get to know them. How disappointing, or maybe you're, you knew, I guess, maybe you knew, if not, how disappointing at the actions of people that are totally out of line with what common sense tells you should be common sense. It's incredibly disappointing, especially for myself, being someone who is young. I just turned 23 and, and having my eyes open to really understanding how our country works and who's in charge of our country, which is something I mentioned in the hearing yesterday. Again, just seeing how polarizing it is to address a problem that we all agree on 
we all want safety. I don't know why it's so polarizing to say such, to acknowledge problems when they happen and to work together to create solutions. I don't understand why we can't do that. Um, and I mentioned that. Um, it's Representative Glenn Ivey. He was there and, and it just it just was polarizing and awful to be a part of, to see with your own eyes. Again, being so young, I don't understand how we don't have better people in positions to work together to create solutions. Every single issue, even... Look at the Fairness in Women's Sports Bill. Every single Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives, all 203 of them, voted in opposition of protecting women and girls in sports. How is protecting women that partisan? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand because these are parents. These are moms and dads of, of daughters and sons, and they're totally okay with their daughter undressing in front of a full-grown and intact man. And if that answer is truly yes, then I think there's a bigger problem here in another conversation that needs to be had. Uh, I refer to it as pandering. I refer to it as, you, you know, Absolutely. you're pandering to a group. You know, here, here's something. So I'm at my, my stepdaughter. I think I've told you this. My stepdaughter plays softball at Harvard. They're playing Yale. They're playing in the Ivy League tournament. And Yale has a woman who is transitioning to a boy on the women's team. Well, Leah Thomas is a boy transitioning to a woman on the women's team. Like, why does everybody go to the women's team other than the fact that neither could make the men's team, I guess? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, uh, both <laughs> and sides, that's the both transitions go to the women. That's exactly why. It's because these, especially in regards to women transitioning to men, of course they don't want to compete with men. Of course they don't want to go in men's restrooms. It's only going one way here. It perfectly highlights how the women are at jeopardy. And that's why this there's this large systemic erasure of women, not just in sports, but look at prisons. You don't see women identifying as men and going into men's prisons. The changing of the language. Why have we, why have we deemed the term mother offensive, but yet father, that's not offensive. Um, we've deemed terms such as breastfeeding, such as, uh, I mean, women are called in medical peer-reviewed journals, published medical journals. Women are called menstruators. Women are called birth givers. Women are called cervix havers, uterus owners. Why is this only going one way? Why are women being silenced? It's abysmal, and I don't understand how people aren't seeing, even in regards to the Adidas ad, why do we see men dressing up as women, yet this isn't going the other way. And I don't how, don't understand how more people don't understand and don't see the erasure of women and, and just how harmful it is to us. You know, it, it, it infuriates. I just, like I, I think I've told you, I just hang with women. My, my wife and I, my daughter, my stepdaughter. I mean, that's kind of who I've always, you know, live with. When, I, when my daughter, when I got divorced, my son was in college. My daughter was in high school. My daughter lived with me. I, it just, it's, it, it, you know what else is amazing to me? And you are, I say you are the gutsiest woman in America uh, because you're not exactly getting a ton of support from people in the swimming community. Like you're, even your own teammates, like I, I would think that if I saw you doing what you're doing, and you were my college teammate, I would be sitting right next to you or behind you at a Senate hearing like your father was. I, 
Why not? Why, why is this? You know, they support me privately. They really do. Of the 40 girls on the team at University of Kentucky, they all agree with me, bar maybe two of them. Um, they just are scared. They're scared to lose their job. They're scared to be put in a position where um, people can come for them on social media and, of course, label them as transphobic or or homophobic, or I get called racist, which is so funny because this has nothing to do with race, yet they'll throw any label right. at you they can. Um, it's almost as if people have deemed if you're a conservative, you are immediately a racist, which is silly. But um, these girls, they see this cancel culture. They see the comments that I get on my social media. They see what happens to me at San Francisco State, and they don't want to put themselves in that position, naturally. But it's time that we've said enough is enough. I need those women behind me. Um, I, I need people, especially female athletes with influential platforms, whether that be Venus and Serena Williams, whoever that might be. If you're a female athlete who has been successful, of course, even if you haven't, but if you have that platform, it's time to take a side um, because the silence at this point, it is taking a side and it's not siding with women and girls in sports. I agree, and I want to go to something you're doing, which I retweet every time I see you do this, and it is basically asking for the support of celebrities. And have any of them joined? I know Sage has, and I know that Sam Ponder kind of did. Sage has been outspoken, but have any of the athletes that you have said, hey, look, Serena, Venus, we need your help with this. Have any of them helped you? I will say that I've gotten messages privately um, from many accomplished, amazing Olympic world record holder athletes, but they don't feel comfortable saying it publicly. Um, I will say I've had a ton of response from male athletes, um, which is phenomenal. I think that's almost to be expected. And so I think I'm going to start a, a, a campaign next week <laughs> where I'm calling out men. Men, of course, tend to be more assertive and aggressive and, and women of course tend to be more agreeable and apologetic and, and empathetic and different things. So I think it's time to start calling out the men. Of course, this issue falls on women and it ultimately has to be up to women to, to fix, I think, but men can help. We need men. Men can boycott. We need men to be in the position where they feel like they can protect women. Um, whether that be fathers, whether that be male athletes, whatever that looks like, this falls on every single person, not just women. And I think that's something we often forget. I had Inga Thompson on, who is a very accomplished cyclist, three-time Olympian, 10-time world champ. And, there, you know, guys that aren't even transitioning just sign up and say we're <laughs> women and go win cycling events. One dude, I forget his name, had a beard, Molly. he's married, kids. Molly, yeah. It's like, Pete, how doesn't, like, I don't understand first and foremost how a real man could do that. I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I, I guess I can understand how somebody's transitioning, they want to play, okay, fine. But my God, this, it, this could be the future if somebody like you or others don't join into this. This could be the norm, and that's just... It's not it absolutely not any kind of it. Go ahead. It is. It is becoming the norm. We're seeing this in sports across the board. We're seeing this in in a sport such as, especially smaller sports now, where they're able to easily get away with it, such as disc golf. Natalie Ryan is a male 
And I want to mention disc golf has a non-binary category. They have a mixed category for, for transitioning individuals to compete in. Yet Natalie Ryan, who is a male, wants to compete against the women because Natalie Ryan knows he can take women's, women's money. He's taken over $40,000 this year and just prize money away from women, which if there's that much money in disc golf, I don't know why I didn't do it. I should have. <laughs> what are you um, but doing? Of course what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's happening in cycling. It's happening in sports such as rowing, soccer, um, FIFA and U.S. rowing. Their policies are just compete where you want. Um, there is no guidelines. There is no testosterone levels. If you want to be a woman, you can be. So people, of course, are taking advantage of this. Why wouldn't they? Doesn't it sound awesome to win a national title or to be on the Olympic team for women? If you know you can't do it as a male, of course, there's going to be someone who takes advantage of that. And that's what we're seeing across the board, all sports, all divisions, all levels. It's happening at a rampant rate. So it is it is the future of women's sports. It's the present of it women's is. sports. What's next? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the future is right here, like this big fat nose on my face. It's right It's right here. What's next for you? You know, this is a question I'm constantly asked, and this is something that changes day by day. Um, I have to pray constantly and just ask God to put me where I'm needed. I was set to be in dental school, of course, this year, and I put that off, and so I right. reapplied for this upcoming fall to which I still don't feel as if it's the right time. And so I called the dental school. I'd already accepted my position and put my deposit in, but I called the dental school, which is at University of Tennessee. And I told them that I didn't feel as if now was right. And they told me, Riley, we love what you're doing so much that we will hold your application until whenever you are ready, you have a spot to go here which I think is phenomenal. That's not something you're hearing in regards to universities or institutions, but I had so much support at the University of Kentucky and now University of Tennessee's dental school has offered me the same support, which is huge. That's not something we're seeing. And so my plan now is to keep fighting for this. Um, just yesterday, I was very involved in Senate Bill 15 in Texas, which is um, protecting collegiate sports for females. Just yesterday, I was very involved in the Tennessee passing of the Women's Bill of Rights, which is a bill that defines the word woman. I can't believe we have to have that, but this is the second state that has passed it following Kansas with bipartisan support. So really phenomenal stuff. I feel as if changes are being made, and I'm going to continue being a part of that in any way I can. Riley, keep going. And thank you for doing what you're doing, because I, I think if people are too dumb to recognize what you're doing, at some point it'll affect them and they'll be thankful. And thank you for coming on. It's always awesome. Of course. Anytime, Dan. I appreciate you. Well, you are the toughest, strongest woman in the United States, in my opinion, because as Riley said, it's like every time you don't just go along, you're an ist, you're an ism, you're phobic. Now, screw that. We have to stand up for women. And if you're tired of the conversation, tough. Because this is not a matter of, well, we don't like transgender. This is a matter of fairness to women. And if you're not on board with that, give it some thought. And you will be on board with that. That's how I look at it. Just give it some thought. Educate yourself for a minute. Educate yourself. And then you will figure this out that, you know what? This is not right for women. Honest to God. It's just not. 
All right, let's go. What do we got? Let's end another great show. Uh, what do we got? Woking and doping today. Fresh, flesh-eating zombie drug trend takes over L.A. streets as users with rotting skin are seen. Now, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is like the Twilight Zone, right? Man, I, look, I, you, there are consequences for what we're doing in this country. There are consequences for actions. You cannot have lawlessness. The Bible says just because you can't do anything doesn't mean you should do anything. It's unbelievable. We've got a flesh-eating virus. When you have this utter chaos, this madness, this lawlessness, guess what? Bad things are coming. Bad things, man. People, we got to get people. We got to. I don't even know what we got to do. Uh, we got to get into school. We got to educate ourselves. We, uh, yeah. Whew. Flesh-eating virus. That scares the crap out of me. What else we got, Dylan? Uh, this is what babies look like. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Look, let's be honest. You know what? People don't want to see these type of things. People don't want to know about these type of things. People don't want any of this. People want to go about the business of killing babies. People want to go about the business of saying, hey, look, um, we don't want to see what's actual in abortion. We want to make it an emotional issue not a real issue. Man. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Breaks my heart. That one breaks my heart. You guys that know me know I cannot stand when children get hurt. You know me, you know I cannot stand anything like that. All right. I got a quandary. I'm driving. I'm driving from Indiana to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I don't know, I do not know, and I'm going to find out what states allow sports gambling. I haven't looked at it, but I'm going to have to figure this out because if I have to go the weekend without betting on the NBA, I'm going to have a serious problem, a serious, serious problem. That's my that's my first world problem. Hey, everybody, thanks for being here today. What a great show. Tomorrow, we are locked and loaded. The Preakness is coming up. We're going to get you set for the Preakness. We've got the PGA. We've got NBA playoffs. But mostly, we got you and me to sit here and have a reasonable common sense chat. Dylan and Ryan, thank you. Aaron, great job. Riley Gaines, how good are you? Charlie came on. Don't know what happened. To Jack Brewer, Katie, and Haley. Haley will join us tomorrow. I will be live from Fayetteville. I don't know where we're staying. You know what I do? After this show, I pack up all my stuff. Lee's got coolers because she's the tailgate queen. She's got the whole car packed. I get in the car. I say, Lee, where am I going? And she'll tell me. She is the queen of logistics. She is our orienteer, and I love her dearly for it. Go Harvard softball tomorrow, 7.30 Eastern time. I'll let you know where, but we'll be doing the show tomorrow from somewhere. 
some hotel. I don't know, but it's going to be fun. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get out there, roll around in the grass naked. Let's go.